the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning, People's Baptist Church. And welcome to all of those who have joined us for this live stream worship service coming to you from the sanctuary of People's Baptist Church of Boston. We're delighted that you have joined us from wherever you are. Let's look at the Word of God and hear what God has to say to us today. The title of the message is Showing Proper Respect to Everyone. Showing Proper Respect to Everyone. We live in a society where civility is at an all-time low. People are becoming ruder by the minute. Common courtesy isn't so common anymore. It seems that respect for one another is becoming a thing of the past. Lack of respect goes beyond the typical humor and sarcasm of comedians to our politics. Look at the thousands of tweets coming from the occupant of the highest office of our country. I was pleased to read the statement put out by Senator Mitt Romney, former governor of Massachusetts and a devout member of the Mormon Church. He said in part, and I quote, our politics has moved away from spirited debate to a vile, vituperative, hate-filled morass that is unbecoming of any free nation, let alone the birthplace of modern democracy. Many Americans are frightened for our country, so divided, so angry, so mean, so valiant. Unfortunately, we hear very little coming from evangelicals who claim to take the teachings of the scripture seriously. Political expediency and political pragmatism have become more important than biblical truth. And incivility and lack of respect are often blamed on the secularization of our culture. However, the Bible makes it clear that respect is one of those values that is necessary for life. It says we are to respect our parents, respect people in authority, that's our leaders, respect 
church, lead the church leadership. We are to respect our spouses, our employers. In fact, we are to respect everyone, and there are no exceptions. The Apostle Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 17, from which the title comes, says, Show respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. We all want to be respected. We want other people to treat us with dignity and honor. Respect is one of those topics we talk about, and it's a word we use a lot, but have we given any thought to what the word respect really means? Here is a definition of respect from the dictionary. Respect is to feel or show high regard for or to value highly, to have regard for others and their feelings. When you respect someone, you care about how you make them feel and you treat them better. Do people feel better or worse off after you have been with them? Do they feel inspired, valued, respected, or do they feel worse, diminished and unappreciated? This is one way to know whether you are a respectful person. Jesus was absolutely the best in showing respect and love for other people or to other people. People felt valued when they were in his presence. He showed respect for other people by his words and by his actions. I'd like to use one of the stories in Jesus' life to illustrate what respect is all about. The scripture that was read for us, Luke chapter 7, we'll be reading from uh, verses 33 through 39 in the New Living Translation. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She is a sinner. In this story, we find four significant signs of respect. And the first is to be a good listener. Or in other words, stop talking and listen. In the story, what a wonderful listener Jesus was. He listened to the woman, and he listened to, to Simon, the Pharisee, so well that he read 
his thoughts. You look at this story and you say, as far as I can tell, the woman never spoke. And you're right. She never utters a word. But Jesus listened to her. Wouldn't you agree that this woman was saying something to Jesus? Wouldn't you agree that listening goes beyond just hearing the words that another person says? It is seeing what's in their eyes. It's feeling what's in their heart. It's reading between the lines. It's listening in the moments of silence. This woman was speaking. She was speaking loudly in her tears and in washing and kissing Jesus' feet. She had a message and Jesus, it seems, was the only one who heard it. He was the only one listening to her. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 15 says of his friend Titus, Now he, that's Titus, cares for you more than ever when he remembers the way you listened to him and welcomed him with such respect and deep concern. Now why did Titus feel respected? Because of the way they welcomed him and listened to him. So the question we have to ask is, are you a good listener? Would people around you say you are a good listener? Do people feel like you are fully present with them when they are speaking with you? Or would they be just whispering under their breath, wouldn't you stop talking? Wouldn't you stop advising? Wouldn't you just stop and listen? You see, we need to stop talking for a little while and value and respect what someone else has to say. And a good demonstration of this was the first debate between the president and the vice president, Vice President Biden. And I don't need to make any comment on that. You have all seen it and and heard different um, comments on it. But a second sign of respect is keep your promises. Keep your promises. You tell someone you're going to do such and such, and they really want to believe you. But before you know it, you have broken your promise. If you look at this encounter between Jesus and the woman, you'll find a remarkable promise being made. Luke chapter 7, verse 48 says, Then Jesus said to the woman, Your sins are forgiven. And he keeps all his promises. Have you ever had someone break a promise to you? I'm sure you have all experienced that. They told you they were going to do something that was very important to you, and they didn't do it. Did that make you feel honored? and respected, or did it make you feel discounted and disrespected? I read a story about an 18-year-old college student who wanted to be a pastor. One of his goals was to interview some of the leading pastors in America. He called a number of them, but he was not able to get onto their schedules. He called a prominent pastor of a large church in the Midwest, and he was 
able to get a lunch appointment. The student was thrilled. It just happened that the appointment was set the week after the 9-11 attack. On the morning of the appointment, the student got up before 6 a.m. to make the long drive to the church in time for lunch. After he had been already on the road, the pastor's assistant called his home. The student's father answered. The assistant said, the pastor was wondering if there was any way he could reschedule the appointment with your son. The father said, well, my son is already on the road and he'll be there in a few hours. He'll understand if you just explain it to him when he gets there. About 15 minutes later, the pastor himself called. He said, I understand that your son is already on the road. I just want you to know that I've canceled uh, all my other appointments. I gave my word to your son, and I'm going to meet him for lunch. The student had a two-hour lunch interview with, with the pastor. Afterward, he drove the pastor back to his church and dropped him off. A staff person was standing by. He walked over to the student and said, I don't know who you are, but I just wanted you to know that our pastor today had been asked to be on a nationally broadcast radio program. He was asked to talk for two hours about the 9-11 tragedy and the spiritual dilemma in our nation right now. But he canceled that because he made a promise to you. The 18-year-old student said, I learned more about leadership and integrity in that moment than I did from all the things we talked about at lunch. Proverbs 25 and verse 14 says, A person who promises a gift but doesn't give it is like clouds and wind that bring no rain. Keep your word. Have you ever noticed how valuable promises are to children? Kids really want us to keep our promises. If you make a commitment to them, they will ask you promise, and we'll say yes, but that's not good enough for them. They will follow up with hope to die, <laughs> yes, but that's still not good enough for them. So they'll follow up with Stick a needle in your eye. You see, God models this idea for us because he keeps all his promises. All the way through the Bible, God promised that he would send a savior who would forgive us of our sins and be our friend and comfort and guide. And he sent his son, Jesus, and when Jesus came, he made a promise that God would love us and forgive us and one day welcome us into heaven if we trusted him. He sealed this promise of love with his blood when he died on the cross. Every time we take the Lord's Supper, we are reminded of that promise and we feel valued and honored by God. You and I show value and respect to others when we keep our promises to them. 
it's important, especially as believers, that we keep our promise to one another and to anyone who uh, is in our orbit. The third sign of respect is yield your rights and serve others. Yield your rights and serve others. You never feel respected when you are around people who want to be first in line, get all the attention, and have everybody waiting on them. But if someone puts aside their rights and gives back in an act of service, you really feel like you matter to that person. The story in Luke 7 is a picture of service to the Lord. Without a word, without mention of the value of her deed, without thinking of the expense or the demeaning nature of what she was doing, she just came to the feet of Jesus and served him. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15, I will gladly spend myself and all I have for your spiritual good, even though it seems that the more I love you, the less you love me. You see, our culture says, I do for you, now you owe me. I did this, now it's your turn to do that. We get into this tit-for-tat, back-and-forth scorekeeping. But what does yielding and serving look like? It looks a whole lot like common courtesy. Jesus drew a sharp comparison between the lack of courtesy that the Pharisee withheld and the courtesy that the woman gave. Jesus was talking about fundamental courtesy. You see, we live in a society where common courtesy seems to be a thing of the past. Did you know that it is common courtesy to respond when you receive an invitation that asks for an RSVP. From my experience, there are a lot of people who do not show respect by responding to an RSVP. A meeting is planned and half the people show up and the other half do not have the courtesy to call or let someone know that they can't make it. Showing up late for meetings without calling to say you will be late is also a lack of respect for those who show up on time. We all need to observe rules of courtesy and respect for one another. Serving one another by doing our very best also reflects respect for them. When we do a deed of kindness but do it reluctantly, that's not service. But when we do our best for others, it shows that they really do matter to us. The woman in the story didn't come with a that-will-do attitude. She probably had a cheaper perfume, but she wanted to do for Jesus her very best. This is one way we do show honor and respect for God. It is not like God expects us to bring him something that's perfect because none of us can do that but he does expect that we bring him our best always Malachi chapter 1 6 
through 8 says, The Lord Almighty says to the priests, A son honors his father, and a servant respects his master. I am your father and master, but where are the honor and respect I deserve? You have despised my name. But you ask, how have we ever despised your name? You have despised my name by offering defiled sacrifices on my altar. Then you ask, how have we defiled the sacrifices? You defile them by saying the altar of the Lord deserves no respect. When you give blind animals as sacrifices, is that not wrong? And isn't it wrong to offer animals that are crippled or or diseased? You see, God doesn't expect perfection. He knows we are incapable of giving that. But are we doing our very best for him? Have you given any thought to what you will give today uh, to the Lord? Will what you give say, God, I really do love you? You see, worship is about God. It is not about us. It is taking your eyes off self and placing it on God. That's what service is. Service is about others. It's not treating people like they are here to meet your needs or to advance your career or fulfill your dream. We're here to serve others, and it is called respect. But the fourth sign of respect is make an effort to see others as Jesus does. Romans chapter 12 and verse 16, Paul says, Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. And then in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 2, Paul again says, Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Most of us have become familiar with the word profiling. Black and brown people are often singled out by the police and others for harassment or the denial of jobs simply because of their race, their color, or their language. And we can diminish people or we can overlook people because they have certain physical characteristics or personality traits or they come from a different economic um, social background and even a religious background. We sort of categorize and overlook and disrespect them, and in our minds we say they are less than we are. And we make those value judgments all the time, and it's wrong. Everybody in, in the story we read saw the woman as an interruption at best and a prostitute at worst but not Jesus. Jesus saw her as a daughter of Abraham, as a daughter of his kingdom. People mattered to Jesus. He cared about every person he met. Just ask the blind man from Jericho who sat by the wayside begging. Just ask Zacchaeus as he climbs down from the sycamore tree and have Jesus accompany him home. 
Just ask Martha and Mary as they stand at the graveside of their brother Lazarus and Jesus wept before he raised him from the dead. Just ask the Samaritan woman as she leaves her water pot at Jacob's well and runs into town rejoicing and telling about Jesus. Just ask the man who had an infirmity for 38 years who had daily been carried to the pool of Bethesda. Just ask the woman who had been taken in the act of adultery when the Pharisees and scribes wanted to stone her to death. Yes, Jesus cares. Just ask the millions who have been miraculously delivered, abundantly blessed, wondrously uh, encouraged, and greatly comforted in their time of sorrow. Yes, Jesus cares. Should you have financial problems? Jesus cares. Should you get laid off from your job? Jesus cares. Should your children become unruly? Jesus cares. Should your marriage become unstable? Jesus cares. Should you become physically disabled? Jesus cares. Should your plans turn to disaster? Jesus cares. Should you have a car accident? Jesus cares. Should your reserves run low? Jesus cares. Should you meet with failure? Jesus cares. Should your eyes fill with tears? Jesus cares. Should doubt and fear plague you? Jesus cares. Should your motives be misunderstood? Jesus cares. And should death claim your loved one, during, especially during this time of COVID-19? Jesus cares. Or whatever else you may be dealing with, Jesus cares. You can go to him anytime and from any place, and he will welcome you into his presence anytime because he cares. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.